The average life expectancy in America is now 78 years young. We are getting older, working longer, living longer, and it's believed that millennials may live to be 120 years plus. But what does the quality of that life look like, and how can the rest of us dip into the fountain of youth? On today's show, we're going to discuss how to live longest, healthiest, and happiest of lives. We're taking your phone calls. Love to hear your thoughts and your questions about longevity, 888-94-STARS, 888 Seven eight two seven seven, and we want to welcome the wonderful Dr. and Dean Linda Freed. Dr. Freed is the dean of the Mailman School of Public Health at Columbia University in New York, and a public health leader in the fields of geriatrics and epidemiology. Dean Freed has dedicated her career to the science of healthy aging and defining how to transition to a world where greater longevity benefits people of all ages. And Dean Freed, such a pleasure to have you back on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. So you have devoted your career to the science of healthy aging. What are we talking about when you refer to healthy aging? What does that even mean? So I think what we know now, which we didn't know 20 or 30 years ago, is that healthy aging has a number of parts. First, you want to do your best and have society do the best by you so that you when you arrive at age 65 or 70, you're healthy. And if you do that, um, you're well positioned to stay healthy. And so that's a lifelong investment in healthy aging, which we can talk about. The second part is staying healthy, and that we now know has a lot of ingredients in it. But We didn't know 20 or 30 years ago that prevention works into the oldest ages, and it does. So how how much exercise you get, whether you smoke or hopefully not, um, moderate alcohol and healthy food, the basics of ma and apple pie teachings actually make a huge difference in terms of people's health into the oldest stages, into 117 and even 120 and 125. Um, Those things make a huge difference, as do some very age-specific things, um, like the prevention of frailty and falls, um, having the right medical care, and um, in our country, Really, having access to geriatricians would be a, a huge uh, part of that. And and then, once you actually invest in health, and I'm happy to talk about that more, then the question is how we unlock the opportunities of being healthy and having longer lives. And there's a huge amount of that which makes a very... Uh, virtuous circle, if you will, because staying active and engaged turns out to be really good for your health. Let's talk about, for a second, Dean Fried, one of the things that I was reading about as I was preparing for today's show is some people who are out there in this field saying aging is a disease that needs to be cured, that this concept that we accept death um, is something that we need to rethink. What's your feeling about that? Well, I um, <laughs> I guess this is in part philosophical, but let's yeah. take this uh, on the evidence base. We have no evidence of uh, immortality mm-hmm. for human beings. 
And so um, while people have been searching for that for hundreds if not thousands of years, um, the fountain of youth, uh, finding the waters that will confer immortality, I mean, it's always a human desire. We don't have any evidence uh, that that can be achieved at the moment. Now, we do have huge evidence that people are living longer, and we have a lot of evidence about what's caused that. And we also have huge evidence that um, in the right conditions, people are living longer healthy, which is fabulous. And so um, from my point of view, it is much more achievable in the short term to make the investments individually and as a society so that people are living their longer lives in full health and all the opportunities that go with that. Um, The quest for immortality, which has been going on a long time, may be something that's achievable, but I don't see it as happening in the long term. Life life expectancy increasing is happening. So let's talk about life expectancy increasing. I think I read something, correct me if I'm wrong, that we on average gain two years per, what, what's, what, I, I don't want to say it wrong. How, what is life expectancy now is 78, is that correct? Almost 79. Okay, yeah. almost 79. And that's at birth. Right. Right. So how quickly is the life expectancy increasing? And a person born today can expect to live to to what age? So um, a person born today can expect to live, on average, 80 years, Mm -hmm. according to our current um, data. But Mm -hmm. we expect that that's... If we create the right conditions in society that enable everybody to live healthy lives, not just part of the population, um, we expect that to keep increasing tremendously. And you remember that's an average. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, So that means that there are many people who are living longer than that and an equal number of people who are living less than that. Um, We want to invest so that everybody gets to live longer lives, and that will mean that the life expectancy at birth will continue to go up. Something that you've spoken a great deal about and written about is, yes, increasing the lifespan is wonderful, but what does the quality of that life look like? Mm-hmm. Absolutely critical. Uh, I've had many patients over the years who said that they didn't want to live this long life, healthy and unhealthy, ill and disabled. Um, that And uh, those are critical issues that everybody struggles with, is how to actually get the most out of those longer years. I think it's important to, to remember what we've achieved, which is astounding. It always takes my breath away. That in the last 100 years in the United States, we have added... 30 years to our life expectancy. So in 1900, at birth, people, white Americans, could expect to live 47 years on average, and now it's almost 80. That's astounding. Um, Black Americans at 
uh, at birth in 1900 could expect to live only 37 years on average. Um, Life expectancy is still better um, by a long shot for whites than black Americans. There is a real, real racial gap when it comes to life expectancy, which is just unacceptable. We have to do better on that. Right. Um, The gap is not as big as it was 100 years ago, but it's too big. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you just focus on the fact that we've added 30 years to human life expectancy, um, really for everybody, that's an astounding feat, which has been a result of our societal investments in the conditions that enable people to live longer and, in the main, healthier. And that includes... um, alleviating poverty. A hundred years ago, most older people were living in dire poverty, and that's not the case anymore because of Social Security. Um, Education is better. That goes a long way to improving health and longevity. Uh, Having access to medical care is hugely important, and certainly uh, Medicare has improved the health of older Americans by a great amount. And um, having a strong public health system that invests in preventing disease and helping people be healthy at every age and stage of life has been a critical investment. In fact, 70% of the health of any community comes from its public health investments. So these are the factors that explain this increase in life expectancy, and for many parts of the population, increase in health. Uh, And that's a phenomenal achievement, which I really believe we should be celebrating and now figuring out how to make the most of. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something, Dean Free, that I love that you started, and I'd love for you to tell our listeners about it. You know what? And while while we're talking about that, I just want to let anybody know who's just joining us, we are talking about healthy aging and longevity here today with Dr. Dean Linda Freed. Dean Freed is at the Mailman School of Public Health at Columbia University here in New York. She is a public health leader in the fields of geriatrics and epidemiology and has dedicated her career to the science of healthy aging and defining how to transition to a world where greater longevity benefits people of all ages. We'd love to hear your thoughts and your questions about how one can age healthily. And um, we're taking your calls at 888-94-STARS, 888-947-8277. And Dean Fried, I'd love for you to tell everybody about Experience Corps because it it is at once such a simple idea and yet such a brilliant one. Well, thank you. Um, So Experience Corps, which is spelled C-O-R-P-S, is a program now in 23 U.S. cities and now administered, led by AARP. But it's I heard from the, from them on my birthday, Dean Freed. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how they track you down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Experience Corps, we designed to solve many problems in one, uh, I think, simple and pleasing solution. The, the solution is one model of senior volunteering in which older adults volunteer to support the success 
of children in public elementary schools. It's particularly targeted to children in grades K, kindergarten through three because children have to be succeeding by third grade to succeed in school after that. It's really critical. And the children who are not succeeding, are there's a lot of evidence that are going to continue to struggle and their struggles may get worse. So we have a senior volunteer program to put a lot of um, minds and hearts with time into public elementary schools in a model designed to improve the success of all the kids in every grade. And at the same time, it is a public health program, a health promotion program for the older adults um, to help them stay healthy and prevent disability and frailty. I'm happy to say that it works, both for the kids, for the older adults, and for the school because actually it brings into our public schools people who care deeply, deeply about the success of our next generations. And the children realize that immediately and it inspires them to do well as well as providing the supports to do it. But it also improves the whole school climate. Um, children are getting enough uh attention and ears from the older adults who care about them, that they don't um, misbehave. And the teachers feel supported and valued and are able to teach more effectively because the children are, are thriving within the school environment. It's amazing. Well, good. Um, it, it's, all, it's a model. We designed it as a model of what we could be. It's not everything. It's a model because, mm -hmm. in fact, we've added 30 years to human life expectancy, but the only, we have the only time in human history when we have now the opportunity to design a whole new life stage. And there are some critical elements that scientists have figured out have to go into a life stage for, at this age for it to be successful. And one is people of every age need a reason to get up in the morning that matters to them, that they believe is brings them meaning and, and purpose and matters in the world to, in a way of investing to leave a difference made beyond what one could have done by themselves. Mm -hmm. That matters to people hugely. And we don't have enough vehicles in society for this life stage uh, and so we designed Experience Core to show that it really could work and matter. But we need many more of those. You know, there's something that, that you said that I think is so true, which is in our life, in our lifespans, we cram so much of that in between the ages, it seems, of 20 to 50. And I think tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, Dean Fried, but that what this is also doing is moving some of that out into the later phases of life so that there is meaningful activity happening throughout the lifespan. Absolutely. So if we intentionally as a country try and design this new life stage we've added, we need to ask what would matter to older people themselves and what do we need to create so they get to do it? And then how do we make it matter for all of society because that will add value for for the older adults. Mm -hmm. 
Um, those are critical questions which we have the opportunity to actually build. And and if we don't build it, everybody loses because we are about to have 20% of the U.S. population be over 65. Um, a 20% who want to have a reason to get up in the morning. Many people do, but not everybody does. And I ha- we have looked systematically at that and understand it's because there, we have not built roles for older adults that matter that match goals at that life stage. And we could. I think it's such it's such a good point. I want to take a call uh, right now from New York and Lynn. Lynn, thank you so much for joining the program. Sure. My question is just how longevity varies across cultures. If there was any comment about that, that's a great that's a great question, Dean Fried. You know, d- does this look different depending on what culture we're in? So the astounding thing is that if you look across the world, because the world has been systematically making investments in public health and education and poverty alleviation and more recently medical care, we're seeing um, astounding increases in life expectancy in almost every country of the world. So I would I'm confident over the next 20 to 30 years that you're going to see actually not that much variation uh, in terms of the length of people's lives. What is differing, though, is that there are subsets of populations who don't have access to the same uh, kinds of critical investments, and those subsets are not doing as well, are not living as long, and are sicker. Yep. All right, that's a, that's great. And Lynn, thank you so much for that question. It's really it's an important one. We appreciate your calling. We are taking your calls at 888-94-STARS. That's 888-947-8277. Dean Fried, before we say goodbye to you, best advice for our listeners about healthy aging. What's the best thing we can do? And don't say don't eat cookies. <laughs> you can say anything else. I would say... Um, Always stay active, exercise, and eat well, and do find ways to stay engaged on things you believe deeply matter. And on that note, I want to thank Dean Linda Freed from the Mailman School of Public Health at Columbia University here in New York City. Dean Freed is a wonderful leader in the fields of geriatrics and epidemiology. And Dean Freed, we so appreciate your time and hope you'll come back soon. My pleasure, and thank you so much. Thank you. This is such an important topic. Take good care. Yeah, you too.